Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! You know it's been a minute when the guests are admiring the new artwork. What's up, everybody? Coulter Nuanas, Rajim Seabrook, Nuanas now. What up? Welcome back, man. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. Uh, maybe you're listening, ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching uh, SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're streaming on the ESPN MT app. Ton to get to today, including right off the top PSA for you, Grizz Hockey off for tonight and tomorrow. If you hadn't noticed, uh, it's winter all of a sudden uh, here in western Montana. And Wilson State was supposed to come to town. Highways are too bad. They weren't going to be able to get here on time. So uh, they're working on a reschedule. We will uh, contact you if you've already won tickets to Grizz Hockey this week. And uh, if you still want to go down to Glacier Ice Rink, that's all good. They're having a a free scrimmage tonight. So they basically are going to have a superstar practice. They'd already planned on playing at 8. So you can just go down there and check them out for free. So uh, all is not lost. Still hockey in the Garden City here uh, tonight. Rajim's here with us to talk all the way around the world. The high school football state championships uh, wrapped up a couple weekends ago. Uh, also, we're going to talk some Montana at North Dakota State, some Weber State at Montana State, and uh, we'll also talk uh, some NFL as well. Uh, ton, ton of fun stuff coming up. Plus, Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports will join us. Uh, at the top of the five o'clock yeah, yeah. hour as well for uh, for some some laughs. Also, uh, stay tuned because we have a free pizza pie for you later on, courtesy of Front Street Pizza. That's coming up, and uh, it took a little while to get here, but we got some town pump for you too. So if you're headed to Fargo, you're headed to Bozeman, either one. Stay tuned for that. We got a fifty dollar gift card for you from Town Pump coming up in a little while as well. Uh, town Pump by the mile. They've been taking us all over the Big Sky Conference, so we appreciate Town Pump. Uh, for hooking it up all season long. No, it's now ESPN Radio. That's your show, Outlook, presented by Brett Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. You want to stream the show? You can always do it on our station website as well as the ESPN MT app, 1029ESPN.com. Just click on Listen Live. And uh, if you want to win free pizza, you want to win a uh, free gas card, you want to win... Anything and everything we give away on this show, 406-888-1029. That's 
1-800-522-9229. And all guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Man, it's been a minute. How you been? What's going on? It has been a minute. That thing called high school football keeps me uh, know, pretty man. occupied on Friday nights. So. And you, you were kind enough to join us on, I think, five of our uh, college game day pregame shows before Grizz Games this year. That was awesome to have you. But those are also like we get set up and then we jump in and we roll and then we go to the game and I don't ever get to talk to you. So what's been going on, man? Nothing, man. I'm actually, this is kind of uh, my favorite time of the year uh, when interacting with you. It's, it's because things kind of slow down. For so sure. it's like the top of winter and then spring into summer. It's like I'm just, you know, I'm just, let me saddle up next to you, brother. Um, but for about, you know, 90, 96 days out of the year, I, uh, I'm committed to that beautiful purple and gold in the midtown of uh, Missoula. Any uh, any hoops for you this year? You know, no, for the first time in 13 wow, years. You've been balling, man. You've been like yeah. winning 90% of your games these last couple yeah, years. Every I time have. I check in, I'm like, how you doing? <laughs> winning, winning. Winning, winning. Uh, no, for the first time in 13 years, I am not coaching boys basketball. I will uh, coach girls basketball after winter break. But, um, yeah, just it's time to give uh, more time back to myself, more time back to my fa- my, my two beautiful children and, uh, and my friends and associates and acquaintances. And uh, I don't know, it's been really weird eating dinner at, like, 5.15 right, right. instead of, like, 8 o'clock or, you know, having to drive through or just eat, a, you know, like a coach's diet, which isn't always the best. But um, it's just nice to kind of be human and dad and community member again. And um, I'll be back in the saddle for coaching. But... You know, to make a short story long, uh, I'm just happy to be here with you again. I always, yeah, I love ending my week with you, and it's just, uh, it's like an old pair of slippers, you know. You just <laughs> you put them back on, and you just hope they ain't funky. Well, I love it. Uh, Jim Seabrook in studio with us. He was admiring the uh, the Lawrence Taylor piece. Uh, there's a, it's, uh, fu- it's funny, because, you know, there, there's a variety of connotations. And by the way, because Raj is back in, I just saw him take a swig of the Americano. I've been chronicling my no-coffee journey from time to time uh, here uh, on Nuanas Now. I am the wrong person to not know, have no I know, coffee I know, around. I know, but I also hadn't seen Rajim in a minute, and he's like, he loves his coffee. So I was like, okay, no matter what, I got to make sure we go my through Foco. You know how it goes, though. Sometimes when I'm coming here, if it's after 3, I mean, that line can be a real long line sometimes because they're so popular there on Palmer truth, Street. Truth, But today it was fate. I was there. It was like 3.30. My man. Pull right up to the window. Boom. So I got myself a little Peach Paradise Lotus. This is what the... That's uh, the first... I, I was uh, commenting. I've never... Yeah. I like Lotus as well. That's, That's the, the first the, color. My favorite I've barista seen that. talked me into it. And then uh, you got the... Uh, the standard. Triple Americano, Tri- baby. Triple Americano. So uh, Friday night, stay up late, let Florence Coffee Company help you do so. There's a Florence Coffee Company kiosk uh, near you, no matter where you're at mm. in Montana. Something like 20-plus uh, Florence Coffee Company kiosks now. So thanks to Florence Coffee for uh, helping us hang out here on a Friday. Uh, let's dive into our Garden City Spotlight. This is where we highlight some of the uh, AA high school football programs and, and sometimes uh, other high school football programs in the surrounding area as well. But Western Montana-centric, we do this each Friday. Usually we uh, feature an uh, interview with Dane Oliver and Matt Johnson um, and Ryan Nelson, the three AA head coaches. But we got a AA head coach, or a AA coach, I should say, assistant coach here in Mr. Seabrook. So we're going to talk some Sentinel and some Loyola here. Let's go. Uh, Garden City Spotlight presented by First National Pond. From musical instruments to hunting and camping supplies, even snowblowers, you never know what you might find at a great price. Uh, you can also find Liberty Safes within First National Pond. That's where Liberty Safes showroom is. So First National Pond, Liberty Safes, both uh, bringing you the Garden City Spotlight this week. Uh, this was a uh, crazy uh, Sentinel season to cover because you know it's it's uh, 
it's a rare occasion in high school sports where you have enough sustained success where you have true pressure and true like spotlight from the whole state upon you. Mm-hmm. And if you do have that, you know you are one of the best programs in the state, and that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. It's been a really long time since Missoula, at the AA level especially, has had a team like that. It's been fascinating to chronicle, though, uh, this last four years because Sentinel was was not good. For a really long time, and, this, really long and then started time. getting kind of okay, but had a really hard time breaking through. Mm-hmm. Then there was the breakthrough in uh, 2019 when they were the seventh seed, but beat Big Sky, go to the semifinals, mm-hmm. big year, and a couple of those guys still playing college football. Ryan Ort comes to mind playing at Montana Ort. State, and uh, and Jackson Lee playing uh, here at the University of Montana. Mm-hmm. That set the table though then for this awesome run, and, and the 2020 was the first one, so that was just endlessly fun. Then twenty twenty one, you're trying to de- favorite year, trying to, one of favorite years of my life. That's right, and you're trying to defend, and you're doing it a completely different way. But boom, then you get the repeats. Now you're for real, for real, and yeah. then the pressure of trying to threepeat and all the way into that. All things considered, with how much Sentinel lost from last year coming into this year, how much pressure really was on those kids and expectations. Expectation. I mean, right, a twenty five game winning streak. Everybody's giving you your best shot, and the Western Double A is as good as it's ever been this year. For real, uh, that certainly all contributed. And uh, then when it all comes to an end, uh, a semifinalist and your last loss to the team that went undefeated and won it all. So. I mean, just sum it up for us. I mean, you were a part of this whole ride, but this has been pretty sweet these last four years watching Sentinel do their thing. You know, midway through the season, I, I came in and did a show on, on uh, I think it was a Thursday, and it was after the first loss. And from there, right. I, uh, I, I've I had the same perspective then that I do sitting here with you currently is um, that loss was the best thing that ever happened to Sentinel. Sure. Um does it does it does it stink to lose? Absolutely, but um, you, as you said mere moments ago, Coulter, just some of the the specters of 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 Sentinel's past loomed great. Um, it's really hard to replace a Zach Cruz, a Ryland Ord, uh, sure. uh, you know, guys like that. Charlie Kerrigan, um, just just Chase Williams, just studs across the board. Um, but the loss actually wipes the slate clean. Yeah. And unlike uh, boxing or MMA, I, I I get tired of people saying defending champ. You don't give anything back like a, it's an sure. exchange. Right. Right. So like some of that defending of something that you really don't ever really give back, sure. like being done with that, yeah. was was a burden lifted and actually brought some levity to the team because we're not trying to do something that was established by classes before you. Yeah. Um, there was also such an interesting dynamic on this team because the 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 most talented of this senior class were starting to play varsity when they were sophomores. Oh, yeah. And so they didn't really ever have to be like the leaders of a group because no. they always could just be no. led by those guys we just Absolutely. named. Like Zach Cruz was just the leader of that whole group. And... Uh, that was the most fun part for me, though, because you could tell that there was sort of um, not really even a fight for leadership on the team early, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden guys started emerging. I think, like you said, when they the, when you lost the game, mm-hmm. it sort of helped. Uh, like Dane Oliver it said, reshaped the identity. Like, like Dane Oliver said, it, it actually became your own team. Yeah, beca- uh, you, you're not you're not the last two years teams. Now you're your own Sentinel team. How do you fight back from this? Yeah, I like what you said too, Coulter. With uh, within the realm of you know the pressure and expectations of what people put on the team, like we didn't put those kind of expectations on ourselves. Like we we needed that, sure. but sometimes that's when uh that's when you get caught between a rock and a hard place. You know what I mean? Of your own expectations, let alone the the state's expectations of who you who they think you should be. It's a it's a it's an interesting dance. 
the Garden City Spotlight here on Nuanas Now, talking high school football around the uh, Garden City here in Missoula. I miss it. This is Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio and uh, sometimes SWX uh, Montana Television, but as of right now, it's just the weather gal up there. But uh, we're efforting getting uh, back on the tube. <laughs> if you do want to see us, Roger's got his, his nice fitted knit sweat sweater on, and I got my... Uh, uh, just yet another of my new shirts here from Graphic Imprints. Thanks to those guys for my my uh, new gear. If you do want to watch us, ESPN MT app, you can check that out. Just go download it anyways. Great place to follow along here on Nuanas Now, uh, as well as Grizz Hockey uh, throughout the rest of the season. The uh, Garden City Spotlight is presented in part by Happy Days Car Wash. It's important to keep the greasy, gunky mud and road materials off your undercarriage of your car. Keep your car clean above and below with the amazing wash bays at Happy Days Car Wash. Happy Days Car Wash also has 14 free vacuum stations on Brook Street next to Pizza Hut. Clean car, happy car. Uh, before we talk some Grizz, Rajim, how about Loyola? I thought that was a, a cool run. I mean, first of all, uh, shout out to Florence because, as you know, one of the only things that are harder than winning a championship is winning a second championship in a Truth. row. And uh, Florence was able to do it. And they had kind of a similar run to, to Sentinel, you know, when you're talking about a group of guys that semifinalists three years ago and the state champions back-to-back years. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool for them. Absolutely. But for Loyola to do what they did, I, mean, I, I saw Coach Hughes, I think, four times this year. And uh, b- b- preseason, he loved his team. Midseason, they were absolutely going through it. Late season, they started finding something, and then boom, then I'm in his office three weeks in a row because they made a run all the way to the, the state championship game. Oh, I, I like to call that group the Cinderfellas, right? Like, <laughs> everyone wants to call it a Cinderella story. It's the story of the Cinderfellas, and uh, I, I loved what Loyola did. You know, I have that place has a big uh, spot in my heart and, and in my mind, and uh, just the, the fact that they were there when many people wrote them off when yeah. they hit that, you know, four and four mark, I think. I this think they were even three and four. Or three and four, yeah. I think, right? And uh, just what, you know, Coach Hughes and Reynolds and Jamie Jones and the boys over there did uh, with, you know, with talent and, 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 and company was just was awesome. And that's the stuff, win, lose, or draw. Um, what a great memory for those for that program for both schools and for the community at large to have two Western teams facing off and then the rivals on top of that like for sure. like for sure. bitter rivals angry cousins but friends at the end of the day yeah for sure I think that there's a, a we've gotten a couple texts about this and I'm still learning about this a little bit as my uh, you know as someone that's from Missoula but that has only been back in town for about five years one thing that people have frequently texted us about lately is just how much credit. Uh, Missoula youth football deserves uh, for a lot of this um, great performance in the high school level. And you see it. I mean, you had Sentinel in the final four, four years in a row, as well as, you know, in the state championship and winning the state championship twice. Florence winning two state championships. Hamilton winning the state championship last year. Getting the semis. I mean, they've been in the semis six years in a row. So I think there is a stem uh, there. I think there is a tie uh, between I disagree. NYA. You don't think so? I totally Damn. disagree. And I'll. This is good. This is what makes good radio, folks. Yes, I totally disagree. I think. I think. Uh, I think football should be back in the middle schools. I think that oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I just mean it's such an objective improvement from what Little Grizz was because I think the kids are coming to high school a lot more prepared to play real football. Right, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna interject and cut you off on purpose right there. They're ready to play football, but they're not ready for school. Sure. And right, the, right. The, one of the biggest one of the biggest struggles I have with not necessarily MYF. I don't want people to hear that because I don't want flat tires on my car. 
to be sure, heed. Sure. My problem with it as a coach, as a father, and as an adult is when you don't hold kids academically responsible. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes your high school programs poor because they don't know how to balance books yeah. and the ball. And you you know who else doesn't know how to balance that? The parents. Sure. You know, right. I, I know firsthand knowledge. Kids that are flunking middle school. They're flunking middle school, folks. I'm saying that. But they're allowed to play football. Sure. So what happens when you get to high school and grades actually matter? Then I don't care what stud or 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 or, or studette that you are, you lose a kid or two that would have helped your program come senior year because they don't know how to balance the books and 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 this athletics. It's a great detail that I had never thought of. I guess the feedback that we'd always gotten from the texts was just uh, just from a pure football schematic point of view, but that, that's a great point, and I do think it's an important one, too. I mean, you might be saying, oh, it's just middle school or whatever, but like starting the early habits early and making sure that totally. there's accountability on both ends is important from, you know, at all ages. Yeah, I'm glad you can run a nine route, but can you write a nine-sentence paragraph? Yeah, right, right, totally. What's more important? For sure. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, Rajim Seabrook rolling with me. Coulter Nuanas here on your radio dial. Uh, you can also stream on the ESPN MT app or on 1029ESPN.com. Anybody out here, around here, going to Bozeman or Fargo? We just got re-upped with uh, our town pump by the mile. So we got a $50 gift card for you to town pump. You don't necessarily have to be going to those places, but it would be really fun if you were. Caller number 5-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number 5, got a $50 gift card to town pump. Are you, are you going to either destination? I am. I'm going to Bozeman in the morning. First of all, I love, I, I live vicariously through you with all yeah, your yeah. traveling, yeah, but yeah. just be safe, man. Oh, we will, for sure. We're leaving early. Drive slow, you know, just get there, get home. Dude, it's like bowls of instant mashed potatoes out there. It's so bad. It's uh, it's weird right now. Yeah, and it's warm on top of that. It's a gorgeous day. Uh, let's jump into some talk about the game that's taking place in Fargo. Yes. The Grizz have been up and down uh, as much as any Grizz team I can remember, particularly a Bobby Houck-coached Grizz team. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that there's been moments in time where you could have said that this was a uh, among the most disappointing Grizz seasons in, in the modern era. Mm -hmm. But now they have this golden opportunity, and I don't know if they have any chance to actually take advantage of it, but it exists nonetheless. I mean... They were two quarters away from basically being left for dead and being a 7-5 and five team that lost five out of their last seven down the stretch. And uh, then everybody would have definitely been able to agree that it was such a disappointing season. But instead, they rallied last week for an epic comeback. And Great now game. they got all the momentum in the world going to Fargo to play the perennial national champions. What do you think of this? I, I think, you know, going back to Loyola, what a Cinderella story. Sure, right? Right? Here, we, here we go with, uh, with, with round two on the next level up. Um, I think the Grizz have to do everything right tomorrow. That's right. Um, and I think that they need to to maybe scale things back and do five things really well instead of trying to do twenty five things mediocre. For sure. And it's it's one of those things that if if you stay within sometimes within those confines, that's what's going to win. You get to you get to butter your bread on both sides. And uh, I, I think Bobby's going to have a solid game plan. For me, it's not about the game plan; it's about execution. When I look at some of the execution over the last three to four weeks. The Grizz haven't executed as cleanly as one would expect them to or want them to. And uh, I, I think against a, a North Dakota foe, you 
you don't have the luxury or the privilege of making those types of mistakes. Let's talk about, there's a few places, uh, here, here's the thing. I, I, you want to check out a story about just the whole history and all the numbers behind it over the last 25 years? Go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. So dope. Uh, I wrote a, a story just about the uh, the Titans that both NDSU and, and Montana have been in the 21st century. And I know Montana's been sort of one step outside that nationally elite, and NDSU's been sitting atop the the throne of the FCS for sure mm. uh, over the last 10 years. But they are the two winningest programs in the in the country over the last uh, 22 years since since the turn of the 21st century. Montana has 218 wins, NDSU 211, and uh, impressive on NDSU's part because they've only been D1 since 2004. That's a part of the That's story. So impressive. That's a, the part of the story that people forget is that you know they went from D2 to D1 to nine out of ten national championships. Like they were in year seven being D1 in their history. They were winning a national championship and then they won nine out of the last ten. It's one of the greatest. Dynasties in uh, college football history for sure. One of the most underrepresented, and I don't know if it's because there's no pro team there, uh, small media outlets, uh, but I, I I don't think, and I'm not a fan, but I sure. don't think it gets its the credit where credit is absolutely due. Well, it's so interesting because I think that people around here in Montana don't necessarily realize that the the Fargo Moorhead metropolitan area is like. 300,000 people. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty big. It's almost as big as Spokane. Yeah. And, and so it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good sized city for that part of the world. It's also only about three hours from Minneapolis. So they do get a ton of coverage just in that little area, but you're right. That is never spread outside of just that little, right. little that, pocket, little pocket, right? It, it's, yeah, yeah. It is interesting. All of that said, so so that's all to say that Montana has very few advantages going to Fargo. North Dakota state's only lost one home playoff game during this run. You know, thirty-one and one at home during this this run of the last uh, ten years, but the, there's a few places Montana I think does have an opportunity to carry advantages into this game. They have a ton of momentum, absolutely. While North Dakota State has been kind of clunking through this season, they have not been steamrolling like is so customary to Truth. them. Uh, Montana did not steamroll through the season by any means, but no. they have momentum just from the second half of that game against Semo. Montana, I think, will have advantages on the perimeter when they have the ball. I think that's the only personnel advantage they'll have. Their receivers will have mismatches against NDSU's corners. I think that's the one on-the-field place that they might have a mismatch, either that or on special teams as well. I, it, it, and that's been shaky. For sure, absolutely. So, so I, absolutely. Would, I wouldn't hang my the, hat The return on that. game's been a, exceptional. The coverage teams have been fine, and the uh, kicking teams have been poor in terms of field goal kicking and the extra best. points. They've been poor, for sure. Right. Um, but... The other couple of advantages Montana might have, Hunter Lepke, the big fullback for NDSU, is out. Yes. But I think that the biggest advantage that Montana might have is that it's just like a prize fight, right? Mike Tyson used to beat three-quarters of his, of his opponents before the fight ever even started mm-hmm. because guys would be terrified, petrified. Oh, no doubt. Everybody's scared going into Fargo. One thing, I, your greatest strength is your greatest weakness, right? I think that the Grizzlies' brashness and their lack of respect for opponents cost them at least one game against Idaho this year. I'd agree. And, uh, you know, uh, you can't really say it cost them Weaver stakes. They didn't have their quarterback. But regardless, that has been a flaw. But the fact is the Montana's not scared of anybody. I don't think they're scared of North Dakota State. I think the fact they're going to go to Fargo with that chip on their shoulder, it could be the one game where that's a huge advantage for Montana. I agree with that. I, I, I like what you're saying. They have... Um they have everything to win and nothing to lose. So when you when you have that 
kind of wind beneath your wings, so to say. You're 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 going out swinging and you're going down swinging, regardless of the outcome. Uh, for me, it just goes back to one word I used moments ago: culture is execution and being able to execute consistently. Um, I like what you said that you know North Dakota State's kind of having a down year, but a down year for them is a great year for everyone else. So. Um, I don't want people to look at that bar- the barometer that's being set when they have a down year. Their down year is still better than the average bear. So, um, just it's going to be. Like, I like what you said too. It's going to be a boxing match. It'll be a good heavyweight slugfest. Hopefully, the boys that wear maroon and silver come out on top. And uh, we'll be back here next week talking about it. A text in from uh, one of our loyal listeners. She says NDSU spends a lot of money in Iowa, Wisconsin, and Michigan recruiting the kids that are going to be third string in the Big Ten. That's the biggest difference is. That text is correct in premise 10 years ago. North Dakota State's just straight up beating Iowa, Michigan, and Wisconsin for kids now. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. There's multiple guys that are choo- that, you know from, from suburban Minneapolis that are choosing to go to North Dakota State because they know that they're going to get developed. I mean, they've had six offensive linemen drafted in the last six years. I mean, if you're the best lineman at North Dakota State, you're getting drafted. Oh, yeah. I mean, schools like Northwestern, Iowa are kind of crying about schools about North Dakota For State. Sure. Like these, these, you know, and I like to use the old school term, 1AA upstarts that are just pilfering sure. Sure. Uh, the upper ranks. Speaking of text messages, I got eight text messages from eight it. different middle school parents saying, thank you. Please put middle school football back in the school, not because they're anti-MYF. I love MYF. They're just more pro-academics to be balance with their athletics so um thanks for the parents that are listening um little nepotism because they're all friends of mine too but you know that's another story for another day Uh, per the last text though it also is correct that ndsu has made a living in in minnesota and especially in minneapolis yes i think the university of minnesota being down has been a huge boon as well so i keep those texts coming in 406-888-1029 that's 888-1029 uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hear from Cody Mauck, who is the next of those NDSU NFL uh, offensive linemen. But we're going to keep talking about this matchup just for a few minutes, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll do that interview uh, just so we can stay uh, on track here. Um, that's the one part, though, where, Rajim, I think that has been so frustrating about the Grizz is when the Grizz this year have rolled, they've rolled. The, frust- the, the, the most frustrating part about when they roll, though, is most of the time it's been against overmatched and uh, opponents. underwhelming opponents. And they've also just left so much to be desired offensively. You can so clearly see, and I've been saying this since September, man, the Flyboys are what is going to win the national championship for the Montana Grizzlies if they have a chance to make a run to the national championship. It's going to be all about, and I've been saying this since the middle of September when they aired it out and beat Indiana State, it's going to be all about Malik Flowers, yes. Junior Bergen, yes. Aaron Fonts, yes. Xavier Harris if he's yes. healthy. Mitchie and, Boy, Mr. Roberts. Uh, Mitch Roberts and Lucas Johnson, man. Yes, like, sir. It's all about the, the offensive skill guys. With speed, and for whatever reason, Montana's been so dead set on keeping it conservative offensively, but last week, down 24-3, to backs against the wall, getting your butts kicked in the first round of the playoffs at home, they decided to actually open things up. Oh, dude, it was like watching the Grizz from, like, Air Coriel days. Nov... Novel concept that you put the guy who runs a 4-4 on the outside and run him deep, and you throw him the ball, and he's going to go off? I mean, I don't know why it took till the first game of the playoffs of Malik Flowers' senior year to figure this out, but I know it's not as simple as that, but I mean, come on. How far down that rabbit hole you want to go, brother? That's what I'm saying. Like, you just just throw the guy the ball. Anyways, that's what I think. They're going to have, I think they'll have defined matchups on the outside 
against North Dakota Air State. Air it out. So I think that you can't just pound your head in the wall. Nobody can run the ball against NDSU. No. And right now, the Grizz offensive line has been average this year. They're down all their running backs. I mean, Marcus Knight's in the portal. Xavier Harris has been in and out of the lineup with an injury. And Nick Osmond was in a sling last week. So you, got, you got Isaiah Childs, and that's it. That's it. Thin. You know, maybe the Alford kid, the freshman. But, I mean, you're going to roll with a freshman? In a, in Put Janet Carl back there. Give it to old Moosey. Regardless of what I'm saying is just throw the ball. Throw the ball 45 Fli- times. Fling and sling. Yeah, I, let's go. Run and shoot. Baby. I just think that that's the uh, the one way Montana could go to Fargo and uh, pull it upset. Other than that, I think it's uphill sledding for the Grizzlies. No one is now ESPN Radio. We are going to hear from Cody Malk, a All American offensive lineman for the North Dakota State Bison. Right after this, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuana's here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, everybody? We're back on TV. Coulter Nuanas, Rajim Seabrook, here on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us uh, here on your Friday. It's a Friday pie day. That means we have a free pizza pie from Front Street Pizza coming up here uh, in about, oh, I don't know, half an hour. Give it to me. <laughs> if you don't, it's been a couple of months. I haven't grubbed in a couple of months. If you don't have, uh, if, if you don't call, then uh, Raji will get the pizza. But uh, we'll be giving you a chance to win a free pizza from Front Street Pizza, uh, located there right below Rome Student Housing on Front Street, across from the old public library. They have uh, traditionally sourced delicious pizza. You can get it by the slice or by the pizza pie. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be giving you a free pizza from Front Street Pizza. Best garlic knots in the Northwest. It does have nice garlic knots as well. Uh, it's a Friday pie day coming at you. Uh, let's go across the sideline, presented by Vance Thompson Vision. From the sideline to the end zone, catch every play with your best vision. Next time you're at a game, look across the sideline and ask yourself, can you really see it? With their world-class eye surgeons, friendly professional care, and the most advanced technology available, you can trust Vance Thompson Vision to provide you with the best possible options for your eyes. From LASIK to cataracts, Vance Thompson Vision's team of experts Helps you enjoy every play with clear vision. To learn more, visit VanceThompsonVision.com. Cody Malk, North Dakota State All-American offensive lineman. We caught up earlier this week. Well, Nuana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We continue to look across the sideline as we preview FCS playoff games involving the Montana schools, including University of Montana's matchup at North Dakota State. We're joined now by Cody Malk. He's a senior offensive tackle for the NDSU Bison. Cody, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? I'm doing real well. Thanks for having me on. 
Uh, first and foremost, uh, last year I thought one of the quotes of the year came out after the national championship game. I asked Coach Entz, uh, after you guys had beaten Montana State, uh, about the offensive line and specifically about a couple of the senior offensive linemen that NDSU had last year. And he said, man, NDSU is offensive lineman you. So I know that you guys love it and uh, you embrace it. Just talk about playing offensive line, though, there for the buys. I mean, what's it like? Uh, sort of, I mean, us offensive linemen, we kind of get overshadowed a little bit, but it seems like at North Dakota State, you do get a little bit of shine. So just talk about playing offensive line there for the Bison. Yeah, like you said, I think it's just kind of embracing, you know, your role. For us, uh, it's more of a developmental program. So, you know, you're not coming in to expect to play right away. You're kind of waiting your turn. You know, for me, it was, I think, three years, and then finally I was kind of thrown into the mix. And, and when you get your shot called, you know, you just hope you're ready and you're just playing ball and um, – at that point, yeah, it's just it's just playing football with your buddies. You guys are so good at, at developing uh, offensive linemen. You mentioned sort of having to wait your turn. It, it, patience is obviously a part of it. How do you, how do you think the program though has been so successful at developing guys physically? I think it definitely is all in our strength staff. You know, we have uh, our co- strength coach, Coach Kramer, is, that does a great job not just with offensive linemen but every position. I mean, you know, there's there's if you look at our offensive line, there's guys who come in at 220, there's guys who come in at 250, and they gain 50, 60 pounds within a couple of years and uh, um, make sure it's a good weight that you're putting on too. So I, I think it all kind of stems back to him and, and our strength staff. But that seems to be the the tie that binds too, right? Because he's Coach Graber, He's been there forever, I think, right? And there, been here for a while. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Cody Bauck joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. He's the offensive lineman for the North Dakota State Bison. Uh, just just put this season into, into words for us, Cody. I mean, what's this year been like compared to years past? I know that you guys have the two losses, which is crazy for NDSU, but you're still you know number three seed in the tournament and uh, have had a great year. So, uh, what, what's the year been like so far to this point? Yeah, no, it's been, I think it's been a good year. Like you said, a couple losses, obviously, you'd like to have back. But, uh, you know, the thing I think that, you know, we're most proud about is we're playing our best ball towards the end of the year. And, you know, you just hope that that con- continues. Uh, you want to be playing your best ball through the end of the regular season and then into the playoffs. And, you know, maybe we've dealt with uh, we've dealt with a couple different injuries uh, with guys on the team. But I think our young guys, people who have stepped into those roles, have really done a good job with just stepping up and, and kind of being the next next man up. We mentioned one of the injuries. I know Hunter, Hunter Lepke probably out for this upcoming game, but I know you guys have so many guys behind him. So what sort of confidence do you have in, in the other guys that are uh, carrying the mail for you guys? Yeah, we have – I mean, we have a bunch of confidence for anyone who, who gets the ball. You know, we're – as offensive linemen, we're thinking, you know, it doesn't matter who's back there. You could you, you take anyone, and, you know, we're going to try to make holes for him and make him look good, and, you know, they're going to make us look good. So, you know, we, we have a really good running back room, uh, really anyone, quarterback room, anyone who's going to carry the ball behind us, you know, we feel just fine about uh, get, getting the ball. How about you and just your, your time there at, at North Dakota State? Hankinson, North Dakota, I got that right? Is that where you're from? That's right. Yeah, real oh, small what, town. What, what's Hankinson like? I mean, how many people live there? I think there's about 900 people in Hankinson. Wow. So that's like a big yeah. town in Montana, right? But that's like an average-sized town, Montana, North Dakota, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, well, how big was the high school? I mean, was it was it a huge jump for you when you first got to the Division One level? Well, definitely. I mean, I, I think uh, the average class size in Hankinson is probably 18 or 20 kids. Wow. I played nine-man football in high school. So, uh, you know, that was definitely a bit of a jump. Not only – you know, the speed increases from high school to college, but also you're adding people onto the field when I was used to. So, I mean, it was definitely a big jump, but, uh, 
a couple of years getting acclimated to it, and the uh, game slows down a little bit for you. Cody Mack joining us here on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Oh, sorry about this matchup there with the Grizzlies. Uh, Montana has a ton of tradition, just like North Dakota State does. Is that something as players you guys are aware of? I know it's been seven years since these two teams actually played, so nobody that's actually played in this game. But what do you think of just sort of the prestige of this matchup? Well, yeah, I think guys, especially, you know, maybe North Dakota or more local guys understand um, that Montana is a team with great tradition. And, you know, me growing up a Bison fan, you know, when I'm young, I'm watching and, and you know, battling back then. But, uh, yeah, it, we definitely recognize, you know, how two, two great traditional programs going at it, uh, two really good teams, too, this year. So I think it's going to be a really exciting matchup for us and for the fans, for the states. What do you think of the challenge of just the, the Grizz defense? Really unorthodox, probably a tough prep just in a, in a week just because they do so much crazy stunting and slanting. From an offensive line perspective, how do you prepare? Yeah, it's just like you said, it's just a lot of stunting, moving games all over the place. People just, just never ending up where you're going to expect them to. I think it's just kind of you know playing under control a little bit, but uh, you just try to watch as much film, as many cut-ups as we can, try to get as good a beat on uh, what they're going to do as we can. And uh, at that point, just kind of playing under control and just playing fast. Is it tough pre-snap, just identifying the front and stuff like that, or, or can you kind of figure it out when you're looking at it, looking at it on film? Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's actually you know not too hard to ID stuff and, and figure stuff out pre-snap. But the thing is, post-snap it might look completely different than what it was going to be pre-snap. So maybe this week for us is getting a good beat on if they line up in this, there's a good chance it could be that or you know something like that. So it's. Uh, um, pre-snap really not too tough to recognize, but everything that goes on post-snap, that, that's going to maybe be a little bit uh, of a challenge. Well, it should be a fun matchup in Fargo on Saturday. Cody Mauck joining us. He is an offensive tackle for the NDSU Bison. They play Montana uh, in Fargo. Uh, last thing for you then, Cody, what do you think are, are just the keys for you guys uh, if you're going to get through Montana and also uh, go on another run because you guys have been so accustomed to going on, the, on runs this time of year these last 10 years? Yeah, I think our biggest, uh, you know, goals that we're shooting for is uh, just control the line of scrimmage both sides of the ball. Games are won in the trenches, you know, offense and defense aligned. So just trying to control that as, as much as we can and then just, you know, taking care of the ball on offense. You don't turn the ball over. You don't give the other team uh, more chances to score. And, and on defense, you know, we can get a couple takeaways. Like those are just great recipes for success. That That's kind of, you know, what we build our game on. Montana at North Dakota State, second round of the FCS playoffs, Saturday afternoon in Fargo. Cody Bauck joining us here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. They just keep on coming down the conveyor belt that is the offensive line factory at North Dakota State. Cody Mauck, the uh, latest NFL prospect and offensive tackle for the NDSU Bison uh, here on Nuanas Now. It's our Across the Sideline, presented by Vance Thompson Vision. Vance Thompson Vision, helping you see across the sideline all season long. Talk some NFL to round out hour number one. Rajim Seabrook riding with me, Coulter Nuanez. Talking NFL right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. Well, Mick Jenkins, courtesy of our guy, Rajim Seabrook. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a phenomenal end of your week. We're into December. Crazy to think. Uh, but thanks so much for spending some time with us to wind down this first week of December. Uh, I'm Coulter Nuanz. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. I'm Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for the better part of 15 years, and happy to say so. Uh, we're back up on the TV. If you're wondering, the game that we got uh, preempted by yesterday, Carroll College and Montana Western women, the Carroll women did win. Um, they're good. Uh, you know, we don't cover a lot of Frontier Conference stuff around here, but we always like the stories of Montana, period. And uh, they have some really talented hometown gals on that Carroll College team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Hilborn who started her career at Montana State, yep. and uh, Jamie Pickens, who started her career at Montana. They are, you know, they won three straight state championships at Helena High, and uh, there's a reason for it. So that's a very talented uh, Carroll College team that uh, Coach Sayers has right now, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run. Uh, so we're back on SWX, and uh, if you're checking out my fancy new shirt, I got so many of these new shirts. These Nike dry fits are so sweet, and uh, this is courtesy of Graphic Imprints. Uh, our guy Nate Dolan uh, hooked it up. Nate Dog, and, and you can uh, you can hit up Nate if you want to get uh, any sort of apparel, screen printing, uh, embroidery, vinyl design, promotions, awards, anything like that. Nate at graphic-imprints.com or just visit graphic-imprints.com. Let's talk some NFL. Uh, your New York Giants. What's up? With the fact that they have been bad in recent years. And the fact that the uh, Washington Commanders have been bad for 20 years uh, has made the uh, NFC East uh, into what, what has been sort of a grind of, a, of mediocrity the last several years. And now this year, all of a sudden, look out. I mean, the Giants are having a comeback year for the ages, and they're still not even the best team in the division because Philadelphia's got the best record in the NFL. Philly's nice. It doesn't, hasn't mattered. Dak Prescott, no Dak Prescott. Dallas has been straight lights out as well. But don't look now. Even the cellar dwellers, the Commanders, they're seven and five. They look like a playoff team too. If the regular season ended today, you'd have three NFC teams, uh, East teams in. I think you might even have four. I, it depends I, on how the tiebreaker would work. But uh, Washington would certainly be in the mix. Yeah, uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy to see. I mean, th- this is the NFL though, too, right? The ebbs and flows, the roller coasters, the way that it all goes. But uh, yeah, it stands I mean, for not for long because you know for, it's for about sure. to change. But the, I mean. It's your New York Giants and Washington that have been the surprises in that division, which have made the division so totally. strong. Totally, and I, 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 the Giants have already exceeded their win projection by me by two games this year. I think uh, Dayball has Dabs has done an amazing job of of working with what was there because they were hamstrung financially, not a trade destination this year for a lot of uh, uh, marquee players, and to do what they're doing with what they had that was still under the Gettleman yeah. um, regime. No pun intended on myself, folks. Um, under that, it, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, 
I, I love it. I think football is better when teams like the Giants and the Cowboys and the Niners and the Packers are winning in the NFL. People pay more attention whether you're a fan or not. Yeah. Um, it's also it, fun when the Packers are just terribly bad. Oh, I am. Like they are right now. I, you know what? I, I, I hope his ribs are broken. Like, I'm so done with Aaron Rodgers. But I the, digress. The demise is so much more fun when he's the one leading the demise, though. I know. I just I want to cut that ponytail off. He's looking like a... <laughs> Poor man's Nicholas Cage from Con Air. <laughs> Cyrus the virus. <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, but you're you're right. Um, the the NFL is better when those teams are good, uh, just because I think they're so easy to either root for or root against. They're always going to totally. be on national TV. Totally. They have great fan bases. I mean, watching a game in Philadelphia or Washington is going to be lit no matter what. But if when it's when it's there and the home team's good, that's even better. Even so, better, yeah. I it's, totally agree. It's good football. Uh, it's it's good for the NFCs. It's good for the NFL to have some parity too. It's not always the same conference, the same teams. Yeah. Um, it makes things interesting. It makes Sunday conversations with my son very colorful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 happy where the Giants are, and I'm happy where the NFC East is overall. So from a broad standpoint yes, is, is what's going on right now actually detrimental to the Giants in that if they keep winning they're probably going to be holding to your guy Danny Dimes do you know what I'm saying like it's going to be harder to cut ties if you go make the playoffs and he's decent it's harder to cut ties it's okay I'm okay with him being this generation's Trent Dilfer I'm really okay with that man uh, manage it because they're not they're not if he can continue to to procure wins and we don't have to pay him the way some of these other marquee quarterbacks are paying, it helps. Yeah, but that's going to be the thing is he's going to get paid. Like, he's going to get paid. He, he's going to be the new floor for quarterback contracts. Like, whatever he gets, if he goes and gets, like, right now. He'll the, be the Christian Kirk of quarterbacks. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, yeah, right? I like, hear you. I like, hear you. Like, Kirk Cousins already did this to the NFL. When Kirk Cousins got. The master of mediocrity. I mean, when he got $66 million guaranteed. It was like, oh, well, now everybody that's better than Kirk Cousins, which is like the top 14 guys. The other third of the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're all going to make more. Right. Yeah. Daniel Jones is going to be the new barometer. Like, when somebody goes and gives him $35 million, then all of a sudden, then half the league's got to make that. Oh, boy. I tell you, you know who's happy about that? Guys like Jameis Winston, Geno Smith. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. How much Lawrence. money Trevor Lawrence is going to make someday? Like, when Trevor Lawrence, he's either going to make it work in Jacksonville or he's going to get the heck out of Jacksonville, and either way, he's going to get paid so much. I'm going to be honest. I've watched more Jacksonville football this For year sure. than I have since Mark Brunel was at the helm. I mean, watching them is... They they have no idea how to win, and they let games slip no away. No culture of winning. They, 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 they let games slip away, and it's not because their head coach doesn't know how to manage it. Doug Peterson's a good head coach. Uh, but watching them is... I mean, Lawrence is startling. He he's very up and down in his consistency, but his arm strength. You're like, whoa! whoa. I mean, dude, he he throws it as good as almost anybody in the league. I you put you put him with a nice offensive line. Like, dude, I'll take T. Well, Law. they have nice receivers too. I mean, they do. Like, Zay the Jones other, is like an underrated no, dude, Zay man. Jones Zay Jones is, is nice, sure. brother. No, for sure. Uh, no, they have a lot of good players <laughs> for sure. Uh, they're they're close. They just have no idea how to win. I mean, they've been. I think they've lost like six one possession games this this year. Well, but they won one in overtime last week against the Ravens. So we'll see. I know against a quality, <clears throat> excuse me, against a quality opponent. And uh, I don't know. I also think that it's really hard to procure a winning culture for f- professional football in NASCAR country. Uh, Interesting. There's just when I when I think of where they're at, like social. Cultural, social, geographic, like yeah. it just doesn't help promote football and doesn't say I want to come there. If you want to make left turns all day, 
that's where you want to live. <laughs> Old 500 laps of it. But uh, for football and football culture, it's another story for another day. <laughs> no honest now. ESPN Radio, SWX by Ted Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, Reggie M. Seabrook joining me at Coulter Nuanez. Uh, this is a text in from one of our listeners. I can't find anywhere in the TV guide or on the internet that shows the Grizz game is going to be televised here in Missoula tomorrow. Am I looking in the wrong place? Uh, Grizz will be on ESPN. So uh, they're not on ESPN National. It will almost certainly just be on ESPN Plus. Not sure if it got picked up by an ESPN U or an ESPN. I don't even know if there still is ESPN three. I think that's just like simultaneous with what ESPN plus is now. I think that's what it became. It's streamed on ESPN plus. I know that sounds confusing. If you're not familiar with streaming, it's very simple though. You can get the app. I think it's like $6 a month. Um, no direct association on our part, although we are an ESPN affiliate, but um, I know we'll look that up on the, uh, the break here in a minute just to make sure, but I'm pretty sure it's just going to be on ESPN plus. Montana's game uh, at North Dakota State. Uh, back to you. Last thing about this Giants, though. Um, yeah, man. Let's circle back. It's not even that they're going to be beholden to Daniel Jones if they're good this year. It's that they're going to be too good to be able to draft a good quarterback. And, like, it's when's the last time it's very rare that you just get, like, a free agent quarterback that's going to come in and, like, save your franchise. Like, all the guys that become Super Bowl winners, they get – not all, but so many are drafted. Like, the Chiefs drafted Mahomes. The Packers drafted Rodgers. The Chargers drafted Justin Herbert. The Bills drafted Josh Allen. Right. Like, you're not just going to go get – the only way to beat those guys is to get a guy better than those guys. The only way you're going to get a guy better than those guys is to draft him. You're not going to sign him because no one's going to ever let a guy of that caliber leave. I know. It's called uh, juxtaposition, my friend. <laughs> Welcome to the crossroads. I mean, All this, of a sudden, Bone Thugs is in my I head. I mean, this is where the Vikings have been at, too. I know Kirk Cousins has been playing out of his mind this year, and he has made me eat crow because I went off about this all summer, how – Hey, I thought he was Last the worst. Last two years. For sure. But all summer I was saying that he's the worst quarterback situation in the NFL. <laughs> well, he's the going well, off this year, but they, they're still stuck. They're still stuck. They are stuck. They're stuck. Because they're good. They're good. They're going to They're be, legit. They're going to win that division. The Vikings are going to win that division. Dude, I love Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is one of the best players in the NFL. Dude, he's my favorite receiver they, right now. They are going to like almost certainly make the playoffs. They'll, oh, with they'll, they'll be in contention for the top seed absolutely. in the NFC. Absolutely. And then they're going to maybe win a playoff game even. They but will. they have no chance to win the conference championship, and they have no chance to win the Super Bowl. Well, well, in my know, personal opinion, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. This my is where this is like the you know this the Vikings are the last like thing on the world in the earth on the earth that I actually have fandom in. So like actually, and I, I'm still I'm, I'm <laughs> and it's still pretty vague. It's still pretty vague. It's it's not like it's not nearly as passionate as it used to be. Right. It's like the last thing I'm holding on to, but still, I just have such a hard time because objectively, I just think that they're like pretty good, but not like outstandingly good. I know most people that are fans of a team that's playing like they are right now would be like, "Oh yeah, we're going all the way. We're winning the Super Bowl." That's how Giants fans feel. I, I just don't feel like that. I, I know exactly what the Vikings are. They're like the seventh best team in the NFL. They're gonna win. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're probably win a playoff game, and then they're gonna get stomped by one of the. You know, they get stomped by the Eagles or something. He's not an optimist, folks. He's <laughs> really not a pessimist. He's just a realist hey, when it comes to the Vikings. That's right. We'll talk some more NFL in hour number two. But right now, take a break. Come back. Yes, sir. Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports. Love plus, her. Free pizza pie, courtesy of Front Street Pizza. For me. <laughs> That's next. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. 
If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.